Welcome back to Deep Sleep with Light Novels. We're on the final chapter of Death Note. Another note, the Los Angeles BB murder cases. Final chapter. Nothing left but the explanation. There's not much to write about, so I'll resolve it for summarizing the key points. My great respected predecessor, the man whose actions were a strong influence on me personally, B. BB. Beyond birthday. Obviously, I need to hardly explain again that the murders themselves were not his purpose. So what was he doing? Again, I hardly need to explain. He was challenging the man he copied, the century's greatest detective, L. A matter of winning or losing. A contest. But in this case, what would mean B's victory? How would he determine that L had lost? In an ordinary detective war, whoever solves the mystery first would win. Or if we look at the battle between L and the murderer Kira, L would win if he could prove who Kira was, while Kira would win when he killed L. But what about B and L? Beyond birthday developed the following theory. Since L could solve every case no matter how challenging, he if he created a case so difficult that L was able to solve it, B would have defeated L. That was the Los Angeles BB murder cases. He knew that he, the moment he took action, Whammy's house and Watari would alert L, so he did not even bother trying to stop him. He could only guess at which stage of L's plan would start to come after him, so he prepared things carefully, ready for L's entrance at any point. Beyond birthday was careful and finicky, and when L actually stepped in on August 14th, just after the third murder, the timing was not ideal, but not bad either. Of course, L would not move himself, but would carefully choose a pawn or two to work for him. At most, three. Probably two. And if B were lucky, only one. Beyond birthday was lucky. The eyes of the Shimigami told him the pawn's name at once. Naomi Mizra, an FBI agent on leave of absence. But what really mattered is that she was only working for L, and not L himself. Beyond birthday was not battling Naomi Mizra. He only cared about being the one hiding behind her, which is why B approached Naomi Mizra, calling himself Ru Ryazaki. Ru Ryazaki. LL. For anyone from Rami's house, there could only be a, no higher goal than identifying himself with that letter. And Beyond Birthday sees this case as his chance. Even Naomi Mizra knew what had happened to detectives falsely identifying themselves as L. And B was from Ramry House, so he knew better than anyone, so this choice suggested the strength of his decision. He never once intended to survive. He had made up his mind. He was ready. And as Rizaki, he had played the fool, observing Naomi Mizra occasionally guiding her skillfully. From the first scene to the third, making sure she gathered and deciphered all the clues and messages he had left behind. Compared to the challenge he had faced persuading the victims, family members to hire him to solve the case, Lady Mizra was undoubtedly a walk in the park, all the while testing her from the angle of that, seeing if she was worthy of serving L's replacement. Mizra had contacted L on any number of occasions during her investigation, and she had clearly received instructions from L to allow this mysterious private detective, Ruriazaki, free reign. He expected this. He had sent the crossword puzzle to LAPD for just that reason. 
if someone appeared who had the sort of internal document and that only someone like Ella could possibly obtain, even the century's great detective would be unable to dismiss him lightly. And even though, in fact, Ryazaki had the document only because he had created them in the first place. Misra had performed much better than any than he had expected. Like the moon had its dark side and every coin has two sides, Ryazaki hints had been more blatant and yet obtrusive, and an ordinary detective would never be able to take them to the logical conclusion so effectively. She was everything he could have helped for. The first eight scenes had all the clues that needed to be solved for this plan to proceed smoothly, but Ryazaki could not be seen to solve too many of his own. Just as L was using Misra to go after BB, B was using Misra to go after L. Ryazaki could never be anything more than a suspicious private detective, not to be trusted, but not attracting too much attention from L either. As far as Beyond Birthday was concerned, the first three murders only served to set up the main act. The fourth murder, Mizra had been used to forward camouflage, but in that sense, the first three were all camouflage, disguising the truth behind the fourth murder. At the third scene, the clock had pointed to the large condo complex in Pasadena, in the valley, where there were two BBs. This had not been hard for B to locate. Without the Shinigami, that said, it had not exactly been simple to locate a place that matched the necessary conditions. Room 1313, Black Ray Brown. The room 404, Blue's Heart Baby Split. Nami Misera was working alone, which allowed him to avoid the need to use the backup plan he'd created in the case L set more than one person. If there had been two investigators, it would be not simple as it had been a matter of finding a third BB. Misery in room 1 of 3, himself in 4 of 4, honestly it did not particularly matter which room. Misery was in room 1313 for no better reason than that she was a woman. And then Ryuzaki attempted suicide. Turned the thumb to her lock by hand, nailed a warrior ninja into the wall, broke the sprinkler system, turned off the alarm, wiped the place for fingerprints, showered himself with gasoline, and lit himself on fire. He had chosen himself to be the fourth victim, beyond birthday, the final BB. That Ryuzaki was a fake name did not even require L's resources. Mizra was an FBI agent and could find that out for herself quickly, and she dug a little deeper, would be able to find out that his real name was beyond birthday, BB. One that except was a fourth victim and a highly appropriate end for the mysterious private detective. Emoliation. Burning to death. Naturally, his face and fingerprints would burn as well. He always disguised himself with heavy makeup while he was with Misera, and he had never left a picture behind. So even if someone directly affiliated with Rami House inspected the body, they would have no idea that Ruriyazaki, beyond birthday, was B from Rami's house. He had left nothing to contact beyond birthday to be. He had no intentions of hiding his own identity. He wanted them to find out he was beyond birthday, to find out he was another BB. But he had to hide that he was B from Whammy's house. The reason he changed his method of killing from strangulation at the first scene, to blunt force trauma at the second scene, to stabbing at the third was pretty experimental. Probably motivated by curiosity, but far, far more important was to make it seem only natural that the fourth murder was done with fire. 
and there were also the matter of the injuries done to each of the previous corpses. Even beyond birthday, wasn't able to damage his own body after death. It would never do as leave as an obvious discrepancy. With the burned body, it was impossible to tell if such damage had been done or not. At the fourth scene, as Holly needed to explain, there was no message. There was no reason to leave one. B was presenting the Los Angeles BB murder cases to L as a case that could never be solved, that L could not solve. In other words, he had never prepared any clear solution to it. Since the killer had committed suicide, disguised as the fourth victim, there was no longer a killer to catch, and no clues are left to catch with him with, which is why the difficulty has escalated so dramatically from murder to murder, particularly the messages at the third scene with its deliberate ambiguities. AM versus PM and the room 1313 versus 404. So when no message was discovered at the fourth scene, Mizra and therefore Elle would believe they have simply overlooked it. Something that should be there but wasn't. And it was a lot harder to discover something that wasn't there than something that was. Especially if the missing thing had never been there in the first place. In that case, there was no way they would ever find it. But how would they prove it? <laughs> A problem with no solution could only have one answer, that is, could not be solved. But the answer conflicted with the fairness displayed in the first three murders, which tied their hands. Unable to find something that wasn't there, L would have to continue searching for B, who no longer existed. The metaphor of the gradual decreasing widening establishment from the beginning that there would be only four victims, so the lack of further murders would not lead to the conclusion that the killer had passed away. L would be left chasing after the mirage of the deceased B. L would be forever followed by the mirage of the deceased B. L would spend the rest of his life trembling in fear of B's shadow. L would lose, B would win. B was the top and L was the bottom. L would grovel at B's feet. The copy would surpass the original. Or so he thought. In reality, this does not happen. And the dizzy amount of time he had spent preparing for these crimes was all for nothing. Destroyed. Blown to smithereens. Because he had focused all his energy on L and never once viewed Naomi Misera as anything more than a pawn. All his attention was on the man behind her. And he never even saw Misera standing right in front of him, even as he believed himself to be praising her skills. He ultimately underestimated her. She had done better than he expected. That very expression is, essentially, arrogant. If you ask me, even without Rizaki's hints, she might well have deciphered the messages as almost the same speed. Naomi Mizra. The key had been locked rooms. The locked rooms, Rizaki had said over and over that there was no need to think about them, that the killer probably just used a spare key, because even he knew that focusing on that point could mean trouble. Beyond birthday had a fair idea where the weakness in his own plot lay. But those were weaknesses that would be forgotten once the fourth murder happened. And if he could just hold out till then, if he could just distract her until then, then B would have won. That Mizra figured it out just before the fourth murder was complete cannot be described as a stroke of good luck. At the first scene, and the second and the third, the Wari Ningyo had been directly across it from the door. The dolls had been at the same height as the latch of the thumb turn lock. She had noticed both these things to figure it out. At the third scene, the dolls had been captured along with the stuffed animals, 
which had seemed like a reasonable enough idea. But that was not their primary function, and the function as a metaphor for the victims was, again, not the true purpose. Specifically, let us look at how the locked rooms were created. The doors were locked with a thread, the thread from a needle, and thread. Mr. had suggested running a thread under the door, looping around the latch, and pulling the thread to make the latch turn. Rizaki had denied it, but it had been a close call. She had been so close, but without the method, the force would have been pulling in the door room's direction, applying pressure to the door itself rather than the latch. As Ryuzaki had explained, the only effect would have been to pull outwards on the door that opened inwards. But, she had been very close. At what she believed to be a potential fourth crime scene, Mesra had crouched down in front of the door, putting her line of sight at the waist height, and looked at the opposite wall, and imagined there was a widening near there, pinned to the wall across from her. Of course, the doll had to be physically pinned to the wall. There was no way it could just float there on its own. That would be magic, a scene of a horror movie. It had to be very pinned there, which means that there have also been something pinning it there. The holes in the wall at each crime scene, where they've been looking at the photos of the dolls in their file, Naomi Mizra was Japanese. She knew about them as part of her culture. Wari Ningyo had nails through them. Long, thin nails. And what mattered the killer was not the doll itself, but the nail. The widening with nothing but a dramatic bit of misdirection. The shape of the nail, the nail's head. The thread went under the door, around the head of the nail, and from there over to the side wall, around another nail head, and finally back to the door itself, around the latch of the thumb turn lock, at the same height as the doll. Obviously this is simplified description to make it easier to understand, and the operation was actually performed in the reverse. Start at the lock, then go to the side wall, the opposite wall, and back under the door. But essentially, the thread sketched a big triangle in the middle of the room. And if you pulled the string then, the latch of the thumb turn lock would turn. Click. Essentially, he used a nail's head as a pulley, turning the power vectors diagonally to even more accurate. The Wardenia was not placed directly opposite the door or directly opposite the thumb turn latch but directly opposite the gap under the door. This method prevented the dramatic force applied to the thread to be dispersed by the door. The thread did not touch the door, but simply passed under it, and a heading directly from the nail to the winding opposite of all the force applied to its transmitting in that direction. Then the nail head acted like a pulley, turning the direction of the force twice, and lending it the thumb turn lock latch. Once the door was locked, Obviously, he had then recovered the thread, so he had to use a particular long one double-sided over on itself, which explanation is just a bonus at this stage. As soon as he was sure the door was locked, he let go of one end of the thread and pulled the, on the other side, successfully grabbing all the thread to one side of the door. Anyone could pull this off as long as they used strong thread that wouldn't break. If you have time, try in your own room as long as you're allowed to hammer nails into the wall. Despite this tedious explanation, the exact nature of the locked room's trick is completely unimportant. Well, perhaps not completely, but to focus too much on the trick itself is to miss the real point. What really matters is that to pull this trick off, you need at least two dolls. Because you need two nail head pulleys. At least two. One on the opposite wall and one on the side wall. 
four dolls, three dolls, two dolls. The trick will work at the first three scenes, but at the fourth scene, where there was only one Warningo, the trick could not be used. With only one pulley opposite the door, the latch would not turn. The thread would not make a triangle, and would simply go over and come back in a straight line. So, I have already mentioned the final victim, Ryu Rizaki, turned the thumb turn latch by hand. We only know that because the locked room trick was solved before the fourth murder took place. Otherwise, the fact that the locked room had been created, even with only one Warningo, would simply have been dropped into a file with all other data. The weakness in his plan would evaporate, as long as the locked room remained a mystery until the fourth murder. It wouldn't remain one forever. Naomi Mizura was just in time. Rizaki himself had asked absently, What for? Why had you killed and made a locked room that he did not need? That question? A game. For fun. A puzzle. Locked rooms were designed to make a murder look like a suicide. But in this case, the locked room existed to make the fourth death look like it wasn't a suicide. To provide L with a mystery he could not solve. Even if he could not solve it, it did not mean there was no answer. Namely, it was unsolvable. According to Ryuzaki's scenario, Mizra would come running downstairs when he failed to answer his phone, as scheduled to find a warning on the far wall and be on birthday burned to death. And if she had not yet figured out the locked room mystery, then everything would go as B planned. His pl plot executed perfectly. Since the locked room had been created even with only one warningio, nobody would ever think of a triangulation technique. If the police had not taken the dolls and the nails that held them in place away as evidence, Mizra would probably have figured it out faster, but this was not a matter of luck, but all part of Beyond Birthday's plan. He knew all along the police would investigate the scene first. Beyond Birthday had coldly calculated by the time Elle's plan to arrive at the scene, the actual warningo and the actual nails would be long gone. The third scene was the only one where they might remain. In that case, they were counted with the stuffed animals to make the number of the sides of the clock phase, which would distract her. So the only thing that did not go according to Beyond Birthday's plan was Mizra's investigative ability. No, not ability. Inspiration. But figure out the locker room trick. Figure out that the way the killer had locked the door would only work at first three scenes did not tip off Naomi Mizra. Rather, she began to wonder how the killer planned to lock the door at the fourth scene or to wonder if the theory was completely misguided. Her suspicion did not immediately turn towards Ryuzaki. Of course not. She had been told no detail about the connection between L and B, so it never occurred to her that Ryuzaki might have a reason to do something like that. She kept saying he was suspicious, but her suspicions had never reached any defined form. To theorize it, that the fourth murder was, would actually be a suicide required her to realize that the message had pointed to two possible murder scenes, that the two of them were laying to wait for the killer, and since one of those two people was her, the other would, would have to be the killer. But not even Mr. would not proficient any kind of mathematical deduction that was required to logically prove who the killer was, but she had figured it out, because he had known. He knew that Naomi Mizra knew Capoeira. And in this scene, the only per people who knew that were Elle, who Mr. told, and the man who had assaulted her in the alley downtown, the killer. Mr. had used Capoeira techniques while fighting him. 
she had driven off with his corpora, since the idea that Ryuzaki was L was comically absurd and completely unthinkable. Then started the reason the man who was sold to her was Ryuzaki, which led Mizura to the truth. Failure. Beyond birthday, Ryu Ryuzaki, one and only failure. The only failure the killer who had never made a mistake had made. If he had just rated Nairi Mizra a little bit higher, he would never have let that slip. But it was too late. He may have been born with the unbelievable eyes of a Shinigami, but he had no eyes for judging people. Probably a little too pale conclusion to draw. I need turn a phrase, to be sure. But that doesn't salvage it. It was now an eternal mystery exactly how much of the truth L grasped and when. He might have known everything all along and put Mizra into action based on that. And he might well have never figured out anything and been saved by her. Either way, seems perfectly possible. But let us not think of such petty things. Elle is not someone who we should speak in such petty terms. As long as one thing is clear, nothing else matter. B lost to Naomi Mizra. In other words, he lost to L, Losing twice in one battle. Unable to die the way he planned. Beyond birthday was taken to police hospital. Ending the serial killings that had begun a month before. On July 31st, no, July 22nd, when a warning first reached the police station, apparently B had poured gasoline on himself at almost exactly the same moment Mizra had arrived at the truth. It took a full minute before Mizra burst into the room 404. It would not have been all surprising if he had died of smoke suffocation before she got there, or died before he reached the hospital. Brody Amos arrived, but he did not die. He did not die. His body was stronger than he believed, and his life went on longer than he thought. The hardest part of killing someone is to actually kill them. If he had been able to see his own life, I'm sure beyond birthday would have chosen a different method. My poor, poor predecessor. Not only was he utterly and completely defeated, but he survived, driving home his embarrassment. He must have longed for death. Accept my condolences, B. And with that, there is nothing more to be said in these notes about the Los Angeles BB murder cases. If I had space left over, I had intended to carry right on the other two stories I heard from L. The story of Detector Wars between the three greatest detectives of also in the infamous Bioterror case, with guest appearance the last alphabet, the letter first X to the first Z from Whammy's house, and the story of how the greatest investigator, Quillish Whammy, aka Otari, had first met L. Then about eight years old. The case gave birth to the century's greatest detective, the Winchester mad bombings that occurred just after the Third World War. But however objectively I look at things, I do not have the space or time. Oh well, in that case, to close off the file, I will wrap things up with a small description of something that happened to Naomi Mizra a few days later. With all that happened, Mizra returned to work was put till September. Catching Beyond Birthday had proved to be far better for her than she had expected, and nobody uttered a word about her acting independently during the, her leave of absence. Well, she was not popular, word. Nobody denied she was good at her job. At least, not outwardly. It was not hard to imagine that Elle had pulled a few strings on her behalf. From an even more practical standpoint, it was almost too not difficult to imagine who was real the source of the money deposited in the resource bank account by the company she'd never heard of before. On September 1st, she left her house on Fort, headed for the nearest subway station. When she reached her office, her spirit would return her badge, her gun, and her handcuffs. 
the thought was a little embarrassing and she felt a few butterflies in her stomach, but when it was over, she would be back to her old life. She had spoken to Elle only once after the killer was arrested. He thanked her for helping to solve the case and told her just a little about the background of the case, that B had been candid to succeed Elle, and that the pressure of that drove him off track. At last, she felt that she could understand Rizaki's previous incomprehensible actions, but she also felt like she would only imagine that she could. It all pulled down to the entire case being a challenge for Elle, and he had killed people and tried killing himself for that alone. But while murders could be dismissed as simple madness, comparing suicide for such a stupid reason could not. Before he became like that, if only someone had stopped him, that just shows how intent he was on his purpose. His own life was as meaningless as the lives of his victims. Nothing but a tool in Beyond Birthday's quest to surpass L. It mattered more to him than his own life. Perhaps he was less intent than desperate. Nobody could have stopped him. This was his resolve, which made him so very strong. Had he really been strong? Mizor wondered, remembering how he had nervously chewed his thumbnail. Strength. Strength Mithra could never hope to imitate. Hmm. The station entrance had just come into view and standing in front of it was an awkward, uncomfortable looking man. A young man with an intense expression. There were lines under his eyes so dark she wondered if they were actually done with makeup. Like he had not slept in days. No, like he had never slept in his life. Like a sense of justice would not allow him time to sleep since he had so difficult cases to think about, battling unfathomable pressure on a daily basis. He wore a long sleeve white shirt and blue jeans. His bare feet were crammed directly into beaten sneakers. She had a strange sense of deja vu, like she'd seen him or met him once before. There was something about him that reminded her of Ru Rizaki, of Beyond Birthday, but the resemblance was backwards like this was original and the other had been a copy. Um. Have we? She asked, even though he was hurriedly blocking the entrance body, and she could have simply ignored him and walked on inside. The young man instantly leapt at her. Leapt at her? No, that's not right. He actually tried to throw his arms around her. Huh? No! Mizuzai bent backwards, brushing off the man's embrace, and moved smoothly on the offense. She lowered her upper body backwards, spinning once in the air, and raised her back leg like a scorpion, slamming both heels down the man's shoulders. Both blows hit hard and the impact knocked him off balance with a thunderous crash. He tumbled down the subway stairs. Whoops, a little too overboard. Certainly he had assaulted her, but Mizra quickly righted herself and ran down after him. Are you okay? She asked. He was lying on his stomach like a crushed frog. I see, he muttered, seeming locked talking to himself. Watching videos and seeing it for real is quite different, but now I think I understand. Huh? What's he talking about? Had he hit his head or something? Her first day back at work and already in trouble. Um, can you stand? Mizra said, reaching out towards him. The man looked up at her, his eyes in shadow, as if two holes were staring at her. Thank you, he said and took her hand. Mizra pulled him upright. Are you injured? Does it hurt anywhere? I'm fine. Thank you, the man said, not letting go of her hand. Even on his feet, he did not attempt to move away. They appeared to shaking hands like warriors on a battlefield exchanged a firm handshake after surviving yet another bloody fight. You are very kind, he said with something like a smile and at last let go of her hand. Then he tottered away as if nothing all happened, slowly climbed the stairs again. Uh, wait, just a second. 
Mitsuha almost let him go, but a moment later she ran after him, slurking around in front of him again. She was an FBI agent and could not let a solo crime go unpunished. The man was sucking his thumb. He did not appear to be all nervous. If you aren't hurt, then you'll have to come with me. Sexual assault is a serious crime. You can't go around throwing your arms around women. What are you thinking? Don't just stand there. Say something. The other two won't make things easier for you. What's your name? Naomi Mizura had asked his name. The young man nodded and answered. Please, call me Ryazaki. He said unperturbed. Just like someone else had. In a few years after his arrest, on January 21st, 2004, serving a life sentence in California jail, Beyond Birthday died of a mysterious heart attack. End of the book.